Yankovic. So over here at Weird Alphabet, uh, we're talking about phony calls, and we're talking about this really late at night. And you know what? I got to think of We need to make a phony call. So hey, hey, we're all Yankovic. You, you got to settle something for us. What is a waterfall? When is a waterfall a waterfall? And when is a waterfall not a waterfall? When does a waterfall begin? When does a waterfall begin? And when does it end? Because we're we're convinced that it's at the, the crest of it's when it goes in the freefall when it's no longer a water slope and we're we we got onto this because waterfalls don't have any depth because Michael tried to say that waterfalls have depth but they don't well it's when they hit the water and the water is pushed in further into the water it's like you still fall into water you're still like falling in water so what is the descent of the water? Well, we're all uh, eagerly waiting your answer. Uh, this is uh, David, Andrew, Dan, and of course Mike Hunter. Hi guys. Have a good day. Yeah, you know, just just know that we just <laughs> thank you, bro. It's a prank, bro. It's just a prank, bro. It's just a prank. It's just it's well, you know, it's it's for the it's for the podcast. What the? That woke me up. Okay, I was asleep. Yeah, and I got that call. The waterfall. Woke the waterfall you up. one. Yeah. Wait, yeah. It, does, does it actually ring in your in your phone when yes. you call the yes. weird line? Yes. Everybody, call the weird line as late as possible. If you want to really mess with Charlie, call the weird line at four a.m. and just say whatever's on your mind. He'll like it. Seventy two weird. That's yeah. three hundred two seventy two weird. Yeah. So when he's like, <laughs> I have a question for you. I was like, Is your refrigerated running you yeah. better come out and get it or do you like prince albert in a can yeah well let it him out that's how they sound like, like this waterfall thing yeah that's exactly well it's a great question i don't know if that's really a prank other than the fact that they're calling you so late <laughs> i i think that i don't know i like the idea like i i wouldn't count the river before a waterfall the waterfall uh-huh but like i think that like not but but i would start it before it actually free falls like like Maybe a foot before the free the, the edge, that's part of the waterfall. You think? And then I would I would argue that the base and the like the the, lands. The, the the pond underneath it uh-huh. is part of the waterfall. Okay. Cause because if you're going to go play in a waterfall, uh-huh. you're not gonna just like hang off the side of a mountain and then play in the parts that's like running right. down. You're gonna play in the area underneath where it's the falling, waterfall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Where, the, where you shower in the Irish Spring commercial. Exactly, exactly. Yes. So if you're gonna get naked, you want to get naked in the the the, the bottom half. Right. At the top, you're just some weird guy dancing, <laughs> yeah, exactly. hanging off the cliff, and exactly. Yeah, that's not how you do it. So yeah, when people go to Niagara Falls, they're like at the top. They're they're in the wrong place. Yeah, exactly. What, what, you're not at Niagara Falls. You're at the no. Niagara River <laughs> or Lake the, the, River, right? A, it's a river, the, not a lake. Yeah. yeah. So you're at the wrong place. You need to go to the bottom. That's the Niagara Falls. Well, that's where the Maid of the Mist is. Oh, yeah, it's at the bottom. Yeah, that's at the bottom. So that's where all the fun is. Yeah, the Maid of the Mist at the top part would be really not a good idea. (laughs) That would be awesome. (laughs) Right, everybody, um, we've gone a little close. Please hold on. It it, it sounds like the beginning of like a theme park ride, right? Like, oh, we're just going to go near this waterfall. Oh, Oh, no, no. something's happened. Uh, The Lapidors jumped up underneath the water and knocked the boat off course. (laughs) That's the backside of water. The backside. No, we're on the top side of water. <laughs> oh. No, I'd already fallen I off. Know. See, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. now they go on. If you were to fall off the falls, you wouldn't really see the backside of water unless something in the fall You're right. sucked You're right. you, You're sucked right. you You're underneath. Right. Underneath, yeah. Yeah, or maybe a dragon came out from underneath it and like grabbed, grabbed you in his you jaws. And pulled you in. Well, oh, that's the Shrek ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
need to get out of we Orlando. We really do need to get out of Orlando. But I think the real answer to the question is dreams that are unattainable. That's what a waterfall is. Yeah. You don't go chasing those those the the golden like basket at the end of a rainbow. You got to stay realistic, you know. Don't go chasing those isn't that what the song's about? I thought the song was about like or waterfalls, venereal diseases or yeah, something. Yeah, so a waterfall is not a good thing in that context. Don't chase that waterfall. Yeah, waterfall. Stay as far away. Put on your rain slicker. Yeah, put you on don't a rain... want to get near that waterfall. Well, if you're going to put on a rain slicker, why would you go near the waterfall? Exactly. If you're chasing it. What the heck do they mean by waterfalls? And if you're talking about TLC, what do they mean? And and how do you chase a waterfall in real life anyway? Right, it's there. It's not going anywhere. The waterfall comes to you. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like I mean, you're you, on that boat. No, it doesn't come to you. It stays where it is. You well, go to it. You go to it. But yeah. like, like you don't want to be there. Like, yeah. Yeah. How do you chase a waterfall? What the heck are they talking about? It seems like a metaphor for like something you shouldn't be doing it like. Like this girl, you know, is like you know, she's been around. You don't want to go chasing her, and you know, there's another thing like the guy gets shot or something like that. How's that chasing waterfalls? I don't know. Maybe it's waterfalls. Like, uh, how did this get made? Uh, uh, sort of made the idea that like in Face Off, where they got to do this thing like this. Yeah, that's like a face face waterfall. Off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I yeah. think in this song, waterfalls are. I guess TLC does not like waterfalls. Falls, yeah, yeah, yeah. They must. They must be talking about falling over it with like in a barrel. Like, but but the barrel breaks and you die at the bottom. Yeah, because you're chasing a waterfall. Yeah, yeah, and you, yeah, yeah. You're with that person, one of those many people that died at Niagara. So yeah. you don't go chase that waterfall. Don't chase that waterfall. You stay away from that waterfall. You stay away from it. You stay on the land. Yeah. Well, no, no, life no, preserver no, no, on. no, not the land. Just the lakes and the streams that you're used to. That's right. <laughs> We've answered the question for you. There you go, guys. There. Thanks you're for the welcome. Call. Thanks a lot. Yeah. You got pranked, guys. Woo! Woo! That that was a lot of fun. Uh, I believe their uh, phony calls episode comes out today. Uh, so go over to uh, the Weird Alphabet Show and uh, talk to those guys. But not talk to them so much as uh, like like listen to their episode because I'm sure it's great and uh, we love them and uh, they like us. I think uh, I think and uh, so yeah, thanks. Um, so now uh, we have a special guest, Steve. Where are you going, Steve? I guess he needed to use the restroom. And now on the phone, we have our old friend of the podcast. It's Polly. Hi, Polly. Hey, guys. I'm so happy to be talking to you again. Yeah, both of us. Uh, Woo! Steve uh, went to the bathroom, so uh, hopefully he'll be back. Uh well, I just, you think he'd go before I call? I know. I don't understand. Right. We, we like don't make me turn this car around. <laughs> this isn't live, Steve. Why did you go? <laughs> I I don't understand. But okay, so Polly, we talked to you about a couple episodes ago. Um, a few episodes mm-hmm. that we talked about, which were really cool, a lot of fun. But then, and then you've been all over the place. Uh, in Denver, a week after festival. Uh, you were there doing your one-woman show, right? Uh, damn it, Jim! I'm a comedian, not a doctor. That's correct. Cool. Yes. How did that go? I was, it went really well. I was so sad to uh, to not have been there at the same time as Festival because that would have been great. But um, but I was busy doing my show like four days in a row, and it went it went so well. I'd never been to Denver before, 
uh, and of course now I'm um, I'm touring my show pretty much. So having done Orlando in May, um, it's needs to be like you know quote unquote on tour, and uh, it's a whole new experience. And everybody in Denver was really great. I was I was really excited to be there. Oh, very cool, very cool. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll we'll get into more plugs for you uh, at the end, but uh, you you're talking about being on tour, and uh, that reminds <laughs> me that uh, this is sort of like a, a a news wrap up episode of all the things that have happened in the last couple of months. And Weird Al will be announcing his tour dates in November, and Yay! that's when tickets go on sale. Yeah, I, I I by your response, I take it that you're uh, super excited about it. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. Cause I mean, I, I had only started to see him in, in concert in, uh, on the mandatory fun tour. Okay. Cause it took like 30 years for me to finally see him in concert. So now obviously having seen the ill-advised tour, I, I have to see, I'm just going to be seeing him every time he plays now. Yeah. Yeah. No, us too. Us too. Yeah. Uh, I, I think though, I got a little, Hmm. What is it called? Like, like it was a little too good last tour. You know what I mean? We were able to see him <laughs> in two different places and each of the concerts were completely different. And yeah. I did the same in uh, I saw, well, I saw both Toronto shows and yeah. they were obviously like the tour, like, com- like completely different set lists. Yeah. And, and yeah. I can't believe that the next tour is going to be that crazy, you know, because uh, <laughs> from what we hear, it's going to be uh, like a, a full orchestra yeah, and he's going to be playing a lot of crazy stuff. And I've got to think with like when he's only got the five people in his band, it's easy to go, hey, here's the 40 hits we used to play or the 50 hits we used to play, I think, 50, yeah. 51. Uh, but with a whole orchestra, it's probably the same set list. And that just a little bit of me is bummed out. But that's because I had such the awesome experience seeing so much of him back to back. And now it's yeah. like, well, I guess I guess I'll go to I mean, I want to go to one of them, but I. I can't justify buying a second ticket like the next day on and driving across the state, you know, I, I don't yeah, know. That's true. I mean, for me, it's, um, cause I've only just started to see him the mandatory fun tour. I saw, I saw two shows. I saw it in, uh, Hamilton as in Hamilton, Ontario. Okay. And okay. then, um, Casino Rama, which is in Barrie. And obviously that tour, it was the same. It's obviously the same show, Yeah. but yeah. I having seen him, that for the very first time I thought it was fantastic. And so I knew it was coming up and I was excited to see it. Um, and then the ill-advised tour, it was like, Oh my God, I have no idea what's coming up before the, cause, cause they were still, um, they were still like the Toronto dates were still really early. Like they were in the first couple of weeks of the tour. And so they were still like, they would do a song and then he'd be like, yeah, we're still working on that one. (laughs) (laughs) It was neat. So Obviously, the it's going to be so well rehearsed for the orchestra tour because it's with an orchestra. But for me, it's like going to see, um, going out to theater. So it's like if there's a play that I really love or a musical or something, I love it so much I want to see it again. So for me, it, it that's I love that aspect and that. Yes, I may know what's coming up, but I'm excited because, oh, my God, in, in three songs, he's going to be doing this. And I love that version. So, I, I yeah, I love it in that respect. That That's an interesting way of looking at it. I, I'm one of those people who, like, I watch a movie and usually, like, I, I never bothered buying DVDs or anything because usually I'm like, 
nope, seen that movie. I know how it ends. And it's it's hard <laughs> for me to enjoy just generalized stuff. Like so, th- once in a while, if you get like a super favorite movie, okay, I'll watch that. And I've watched all 10 seasons of Friends like a million times. Uh, <laughs> but that's more like a, a problem than anything else. Uh, but yeah, no, it would be interesting. Like I... I think spacing him like because I even got sort of worn out with his like performance for more than once, you know, more than one of the same of a different tour. You know what I mean? There definitely was. I saw two good shows and then it was like I think the mandatory fun tour was like nearby, but it was just far enough away that I was like, I've I've seen it. I like now we didn't have the podcast and I definitely think that the podcast is going to help focus us. Uh, mm-hmm. But. But yeah, so so it will be interesting. It's definitely going to be interesting to see. Um, what do you hope he plays? What do you think that he will be playing with an orchestra that you would love to see? See, this is, uh, like, I've got my favorite songs of his, but, um, like, my favorite is Since You've Been Gone, but that's a cappella. So I don't know whether um, he'll do that and keep it a cappella or whether they'll have some kind of full orchestration with it. Like, I'm curious about that. And he didn't do it on this past tour, which I was sad about. But um, having seen uh, having seen them perform Nature Trail to Hell on this ill-advised tour, it was so fantastic. And that's actually the song that I'm most excited oh, to, yeah. to see. Right? Because that's, like, there's so much in it. And I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I can literally hear, like, the strings now, like the like the violins and like the the first violin, and if there's going to be like this, like you know, solo or something with the first violinist or whatever, and the and like the timpanis, because I I played the flute for years, and so I've been in like you know in band and orchestras and that, and so I can like I can hear all these little uh, like the little parts, and I'm like, oh, this part would be really great for like you know the French horns or something like that, and so now when I'm playing his songs, I'm like, ooh, I hope he does that. So it's. Uh, it's like heightened all those songs for me, seeing what I can think of for um, like the arrangements that they can do. But it was Nature Trail to Hell that really jumped out at me as the one that I'd love to see a version of. Oh, that's that that's really cool. I, I guess I think for me, I almost hope he's got more of a choir or at least like a couple oh. of backup singers because those are the songs that I like. Pancreas and Since <laughs> You've Been Gone and yeah. a couple and uh, oh. Uh, um, not why does this always happen to me? That one will be great with an orchestra because all Ben yeah. Fold stuff is great with an orchestra. But yeah. uh, uh, the They Might Be Giants song uh, will also be great, but but he needs those vocals in the background, you know? And uh, yeah. I, just, I, I, hope, I hope it's an orchestra slash at least four other backup singers that can also like sing the melodies for the, the, the acapella stuff. Uh, yeah, I didn't even think of a choir. That's so cool. That would to me. That's the one. To me, the choir is the would give me the songs that I missed the most from this tour, this last yeah. tour. Uh, whereas the orchestra is going to be really interesting. Uh, but it also it brings up an interesting idea. Like, does the orchestra then just orchestrify the the parodies he normally does? Because where where is he going to stand with that? Because he's already kind of pushed away from the parodies by performing them in different genres, and it's yeah. almost at a point where you're like, well, if you're not it, if you're no longer performing that song in the genre it was originally done, like if you're not working to try to like be spot on to what the original song is, 
is it really even a parody anymore? You know what I mean? <laughs> now, now you're just singing other lyrics to a different tune. You know what I mean? Like you're just like, yeah. I mean, musically, yeah. I'm sure there's it, roots, but you know, for the most part, it's almost like a cover in some weird way. Yeah. But I love that. Um, like the songs that he did on, on this tour and like the ones that I, I didn't see him do in Toronto, but then when, you know, I was following the set list for the other dates and yeah. then um, I, I just, I loved, I think it was just really neat that obviously he did this super scaled down version in the first place. And I thinking that it's probably somewhere along the tour, they were like, what if we went like the exact opposite? Right. And so I think it's, it's really um, cause we've, we've no one to expect from weird Al for like, you know, 30 years and it's now like you know well now that he's so like free of the record contract um i i think it's like he's really enjoying him not like he didn't enjoy himself before but like really enjoying himself now like well what else can we do that literally is our decision totally our choice that we don't we're not, we don't answer to a record contract or you know executives anymore it's just like what else can we play with and so i love that it's gone like he went so extreme and now going the exact opposite so yeah yeah and then and then i'm wondering well what'll happen after that because he's gonna he's gonna keep going right because yeah, yeah. he loves doing this stuff so i'm like well then what do you do what do you do when you do it like totally scaled down and then total you know orchestra style and then, and then what it might sound weird, but I'm actually kind of surprised he's going back on tour next year. Like, Oh, I, so quickly? Yeah, so quickly, because yeah. I feel like that's something where unless he has like a very specific plan for the next 10 years with his music, <laughs> as opposed to yeah. everything else, that I would be like, okay, we're going to do this really interesting tour. It's been about four years since my last album, so we're going to do that tour, and then... And then wait a couple years and then go back with the strings and do that tour. You know what I mean? But, but like back to back, people are going to expect more. And then suddenly it's like, well, then what do you do that? Are you going on tour in 2020 also? Like, yeah. and what are you doing? And, and you can't mix it up so completely as you have this last back to back tour, you know? Yeah. That's true. Okay. So, so yeah, so it's interesting. I think everybody who's a fan is really interested in it and looking forward to it. And uh, hopefully tickets go on sale and hopefully he comes to Canada and Florida because Florida missed out on uh, the vanity tour. So yes. Yeah. Well, it's really, it's really interesting because um, I mean, I'll talk about it more later, but it's, I, I'm going to be obviously doing more shows like I want to do more shows um on the road and so <laughs> I made my my Facebook status it was kind of a joke but not really I posted um I, I I reposted when he said you know the tour dates are going to be announced on uh in November and then I was like pretty much my own personal touring of my shows is like you know has to coincide with Weird Al so <laughs> I and I'm like I'm kind of not joking because I'm like I don't I'm like oh man like I'm I'm so hoping to get back into the Orlando Fringe Festival, obviously. But what if he's playing Toronto while I'm away? And then I'm thinking, well, let me see where he's playing, and then see if I can actually do my own show in one of those towns the one night, and then catch his show, you know, in another city. So yeah, no, that'd it's, it's be cool. another. So that's another reason why I'm excited about the tour because I'm like, well, I might not even see it in Toronto. Maybe I'll be I'll be on the road and I'll see him somewhere on the road. So is the tour yeah. 
is the tour going to be all uh, the Star Trek performance or are you also performing your Weird Al one man show? I yeah, it's going to be a mix of both. So there you um, go. So you book the Weird Al one in a city where you know that he's got a couple of days where he's be- between s- things. You know, he does a concert exactly. but doesn't. And then you do the um, Weird Al one the day before and the day after, and hope that somebody somewhere goes, "Hey, Weird Al, this woman, you should go see her." And then yeah. uh, he shows up at your show. That would be so awesome. I know, right? <laughs> That's my secret dream. Oh, that would be awesome. Oh, I'd die. That would be so great. <laughs> and he and he clearly knows you a little bit. So that that's going to be even better is because he's going to be like, wait, I know this. This is Polly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah awesome. we'll be besties by the end of next year. <laughs> So uh, you, earlier you were talking about uh, he's free to make his own decisions. Uh, we're going to move on to a questionable decision, or at least it sounds like you're questioning it a little bit. Uh, yeah. Last, this is Monday, and uh, last Friday, I believe, Weird Al was on, uh, on what is it, Carpool Karaoke as part of like Apple TV or something. I don't know. We're recording this on Friday, and he just <laughs> announced that this episode had been moved up a week or something. Uh, yeah. So he's going to be on carpool, carpool karaoke uh, with the Lonely Island guys. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> I love Weird Al. I I'm I, I'm not an Andy Samberg fan at all. I just I don't find him funny in anything he does, and that's you know I'm sorry guys, but I just that's just a personal thing. Yeah. So, but whenever I see him. Um, in other things I'm watching, it, it, you know, if somebody else is, if it's a show or something I like that I'm watching and he happens to be in it, he, he, he makes the other person even funnier. Uh, so he has that gift, but I just, uh, yeah. So I'll probably, I'll end up watching it because it's Weird Al, but uh, I, uh, yeah, I, I'll just focus on him instead. Okay, okay. I, I'm not... <laughs> that level uh with andy but i definitely do i don't automatically love everything he does uh there's definitely a lot of digital shorts he did on snl uh that that i did enjoy and and a lot but a lot of that was like the celebrity who was there too like that was really cool uh yeah and i i do love brooklyn 99 he is good on that i do appreciate him on that um and I, and I find him funny on that one. Uh, just in general, like, I don't necessarily find him funny. But, like, on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I really enjoy that. Um, that being said, <laughs> I went up and I typed his name and uh, Lonely Island, Weird Al and Lonely Island, into the internet. And it came back with <laughs> into this. Into the internet. Into the internet. <laughs> uh, and it came up with this. Apparently, they were on uh, GQ together on, like, the cover of it. And they even have this like little making of documentary, like video from like, it's like five minutes of them fooling around on the set and stuff. And, Ah. and it's, it's a little vulgar. Like, like they definitely get a little vulgar and, and Weird Al is just sort of like, yeah, that, you know what I mean? Like, so it definitely, it doesn't feel very Weird Al-ish. So it's interesting. So yeah, it's going to be really interesting. I do like carpool karaoke for the most part. I Mm. I think that if you've seen if you've ever seen the um the the Paul McCartney one. Oh, 
where yes. where it's actually uh, I don't know the guy's name. the The actual dude who started it, the the late night guy, James Corden. James Corden. Yeah, when he and Paul are in oh. Liverpool and they're driving around, like it's so good. It's almost my favorite thing from this year. That's not Weird Al. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like because it's so long, but like every yeah. every like two minutes. It's even better. You know, to be like, it just gets better and better and happier yeah. and more just joyful and gleeful that you're just like, you're smart. You can't help but not smile at the end of it with like your entire body just being like, this is perfect. It's, it's amazing. So, yeah. And then, I mean, they, they go to his like childhood home, you know, and then where the, where the rest of the band would come and like how they started, you know, just practicing songs. And the woman who lives there now, they were like, oh, Hey, love, how you do? And it was like, oh, hello. Well, do you want to come in? It's just like, <laughs> you know, she's she's obviously shocked because Sir Paul McCartney's at her door. But then she's like, oh yeah, come in, come in, chefs. Do you want some tea? And then <laughs> and then they just like take over the house and like talking about things. And she's yeah, it's just it's so lovely. Yeah. And I mean, there was the crowd of people waiting afterwards, but it's not like it's like it's more civilized over there as opposed to here, where it would be like people. Like it would totally be a mob mentality, but over there it's just like, oh my God, it's Sir Paul, but it's just like we're respectful, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it it's was, awesome. Uh, it, yeah, so nice. So it'll be interesting to see. I haven't, I don't think I've seen one of the karaoke's where it's not James Corden, where it's like two other people. You know what I mean? So yeah, I haven't either. It's gonna be interesting to see that, and I'm I'm still not a hundred percent sure how I'm going to go about watching it because I don't understand what it's on. It's on like an Apple TV app or something, so we'll figure it out. But uh, it's definitely interesting just enough to watch. YouTube. Just uh, <laughs> you know, just be aware that uh, it might not be suitable for kids. Actually, uh, who knows? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when with Weird Al, that's sort of a demographic, and I know that at least <laughs> I'm. I'm partial. I enjoy that, but 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 the stuff he's done in his own songs never has actually ever bothered me. Uh, mm. But but after reading the forum for so long, I definitely see that like even getting close to that that line, some people are just like up in arms over. And, you know, once in a while he'll say something sassy or or use a word, and you're like, whoa! Like the internet will be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe he did that. I used to listen to this with my parents, and and I listened to it with my kids, and now I can't ever listen to Weird Al with my kids anymore because he said horny or something weird like that. You know what I mean? Like it's just like, yeah, okay, okay. Uh, so yeah, let's... it is fair, but I mean, like like being being a, a kid and a teenager today. It's a lot different from being a kid and a teenager in the in the eighties. Yes, it's the kid. Like kid, I know that you might, as a parent, you're protecting your child and all that stuff. But it's a whole different world. Your kids know a lot more than you, <laughs> you realize. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of another collab, uh, we all knew Weird Al performed uh, with Weezer for their uh, Africa song. We saw some video yeah. of the performances of that. But yeah. then they came out with the official video for it. And it's uh, it's pretty crazy. Uh, I have to say the first time I saw it, I fast forwarded to the part where it was a guy on a um, an, uh, an accordion. Right. And I was like, yeah. oh, it's weird out. Well, he looks a little weird. And then I was like, this guy looks like the guy from the beginning of the movie, the video. So like I like because I jumped, the vi <laughs> I didn't actually watch it straight through the first time. And it was really yeah. confusing. And then you go back and you're like, 
wait, that's not River. That's yeah. weird. Like it's it's so strange. It's weird out. It's weird out. <laughs> As the front men for Weezer. I, I love it. And then I wasn't even aware of this because I really wasn't so up to date with like the original Weezer videos. But when somebody posted, uh, we posted and somebody said, hey, you know, it's a parody of the Undone Sweater Song video. Yes. And, yeah. and then you go back and watch it again and you're just like, oh my gosh, this is oh, yeah, totally. perfect. Because with the uh, when it starts it's like the the camera's upside down and it spins and they're like because they're there and then it's like moving into the studio and i was like oh my god are they doing is it like the same thing yeah and because i had it on in the background and i just wanted to make sure like uh it was playing fine like on the volume up at first but then i was it zoomed in and then i was like oh cool but i <laughs> it's so funny i was doing stuff uh, like I kind of had it on in the background and I would only glance at it every once in a while. So it was the same thing for me. I was expecting like the, uh, the footage from the live concert that Weird Al was just going to run on stage yeah. and join. So I didn't know that was him either at first because I didn't wait until the camera zoomed right in. I just realized I'm like, Oh, this is really funny because it's it's like the other video and, and so i didn't even look closely and i'm just kind of like tidying up my desk and then i look out because i'm like i'm gonna see like somebody running in at the last second out of my peripheral and then <laughs> yeah yo, and exactly like, is he not but i did the same thing i fast forwarded and like just kept like going ahead and i'm like i thought weird i was supposed to be in this and then i went back and i watched and i was like oh my god yeah <laughs> It's it's great. It's a great it's thing. So funny. Uh, it's just missing. I I can't believe they didn't have like a group of some kind of animal running through at the end. Like the yeah. the undone has a whole bunch of dogs come through, and it's like, oh, that's kind of crazy. And yeah. like, I just imagine like a group of cats would be funny, or like or like ferrets, or something like just anything. Anything would have been like, perfect, you know, the and they guys... just don't do that. Yeah, or like you know the guys from his band running in and then just piling on top of him oh that would be awesome that would be you know like like steve and all that they would just run in and just pile on top of him yeah, <laughs> the, the whole band and rivers you know like yeah. rivers and, and you don't really recognize rivers because of his clothes or something or maybe he's got a wig on and then at he's the end wig on. yeah yeah and then he, like they all run in and and then it sort of ends, and and you sort of as you're pulling back, you you suddenly see River's face, and he's got this smile, and you're like, oh my gosh! And then the video ends. Like that would have been awesome, but but other than that, yeah, great, fun album. Uh, I mean, fun video, fun yeah. song. Uh, yeah, just 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 a lot of fun Weezer stuff. Yeah. Uh, moving on to something that's slightly less fun, at least for the Weird Al fans. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we got the Hall of Fame, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, <laughs> nominees announced. And unfortunately, Weird Al is not on the list again this yeah. year. Uh, kind of a bummer. Kind of a bummer. I've got to think, though, at some point, somebody is going to actually appreciate him enough to have that happen. Like, I, I feel like at some point there will be a groundswell of like, Hey, we should make things happen for Weird Al in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. If if for nothing else that they need they need something different in their yeah. collection, you know? And and this is I mean a lot of times there's like in the Rock in the Baseball Hall of Fame you have famous uh um 
newscasters and uh, yeah. other people that are just like tangentially related to baseball. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I definitely feel like Weird Al needs to be in that Hall of Fame. It just, I, I think we just need to get enough people. I mean, we've got to have enough people who grew up on Weird Al who are musicians that love him enough that that sooner or later it's going to come across. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I don't know how you kickstart that like, that put you have to put that in people's minds and i think that's yeah. the hardest thing right now is be like because i think if somebody was like oh yeah weird al should be in there they'd totally vote for him but we have to like remind him that weird al exists and isn't in there yeah it's true but i mean like there's um <clears throat> there's the amount of respect that weird al gets from other musicians because it's like you know they 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 say you know like you don't know you've made it until weird owl parodies one of your songs like yeah. that's that's it's not like getting you know getting the, the 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 gold or the platinum records it's like you know has weird owl done one of our songs okay we've made it guys <laughs> no exactly and ironically yeah. weird owls gold records you know high number first number one hit came just recently you know what i mean like like so it's it's one of those things where he's he's just getting better and better in terms of like the standards that would apply for a normal musician so yeah because he was um he was i remember he was on the um uh the like with tom green and he uh tom green like weird al had no idea and he said you know that you're actually your album mandatory fun reached number one on the billboard 100 and he pulls out like all framed and everything and 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 al had no idea and he's like oh my god and he goes a comedy like a comedy musical comedy has never done that before ever in the history of billboard and so it was like not just the fact that he made number one but he had actually made history in this other respect and he was so touched but it's like like you're saying it's just like it keeps getting better and better and he's coming into you know, the minds and the consciousness of like so many people who didn't know about it before. And so we're getting there. Um, for the uh, Weird Al nerds, I think that's not 100% true. I think it's just been 20 or 30 years since a comedy has been number one. Oh, really? Uh, I think back in the 60s, some of the uh, some of those comedians, like an Alan Sherman or somebody like that, was able to hit number one back when that was wow. sort of well, maybe something that happens. maybe it was debuted at number one. Okay, that's a possibility. Maybe that was it. Yeah. But 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 it's still number one. I mean, come on, uh, yeah. amazing stuff. And I I mean, I looked at the list for this year. Um, I definitely saw two that seemed familiar, at least from a Weird Al standpoint. And that's Devo and Rage Against the Machine, because he's yeah. done style parodies of both of those. Uh, but then you yeah. also look at the list, and you're like, okay, LL Cool J has already been nominated six times. Uh, Janet Jackson, yeah. I think, was nominated. This is her second time somehow, and she's not in. Um, I don't know how she's not in. I don't. Yeah, that. So that's another thing. Like some of the you look at the list every year, and then it's like really that person. But I, I think there's there's quite a few on this list that I hope to get in. Janet Jackson's one of them because I, I remember Control was so huge. Yeah, and I saw her twice in concert and Rhythm Nation. Uh, that album is incredible, and that's one of the like probably in my top twenty concerts of all time. Cool. Yeah. Um, it was incredible. The The other name that stood out for me was uh, The Cure is in there. Yes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm interested uh, in that. That's cool. Yeah. Def Leppard. Yep. Yep. They, uh, Pyromania was one of the albums that helped me get through 1983. 
Oh, okay. That's cool. That was that was a couple of years before uh, I discovered Weird Al, and so it was. It, Def Leppard was was totally there for me, along with uh, Billy Idol. Oh and, yeah. Uh, yeah, so Billy Idol's Rebel Yell, uh, Def Leppard's Pyromania, and, uh, oh, shoot. Um, well, the Eurythmics Touch. Okay, okay. It also came out in 83. And, oh, gosh, there was another huge one that re- it was really, it was that. Those ones really helped me get through the, the year. Oh, it'll come back to me at some That's point. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, yeah. uh, Stevie Nicks is uh, nominated as a solo artist. Uh, even though yeah. Fleetwood Mac is already in the Hall of Fame. Yes. Does, well, it's, does that uh, seem greedy? Yeah, they do that. They do that sometimes. Like you have somebody as like the solo artist, and then they're also in with their band. No, I I get it. I get it. And yeah. And I I just don't know enough about Stevie Nicks, I guess, to really know what her solo career was like. Um, but but I and there are definitely great opportunities like that. I mean, like like anybody, you know, all four of the Beatles have had careers kind of since the '60s, you know. So yes. they, they they feel like they should be around, you know, have the opportunity. There's a lot of bands like that. Um, you know, I'm I'm sure that like uh, the Police is in there, you know, is available. But then like Sting, uh, you know? Synchronicity. Synchronicity, the police. There you go. Was another, was another album from '83, and you know what? Uh, with the Cure, the um, Japanese Whispers, I think, was the one that came out in 1983. Okay. Uh, and that was so. It's like two of these two of these artists that really you know helped me get through that year are like nominated this year. So that's cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see who gets picked. Yeah. Like if if if. Uh, like I can see if LL Cool J gets picked, Janet Jackson won't. Like it's not the same music, but you can see like, oh, we need to do different. Like this, this person represents this character, this category, or something, right? It's like I don't know. Oh, I, I've never different. actually studied any of the like how voting happens for that. It's it's weird. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's odd. Um, MC Five is also nominated. I'm surprised they're not in. I'm I'm not. I've never been an MC5 fan, but they were signed um, at the same time as the Stooges. And, uh, yeah, and then, of course, Iggy and that. And they went on, and MC5 just kind of, like, buggered things up and collapsed. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I know a lot about, <laughs> I know a lot about the, the music in that era. Actually, if you've never read it, uh, Please Kill Me by Legs McNeil. Uh, and Jillian McCain, I think it's excellent. Okay. It's about, all about that era of music and like, you know, the, the birth of like, you know, the Stooges and the Ramones and the New York dolls and that, that whole scene. And it's fascinating. So I'm fascinated by that. Very cool. Era. So yeah, really good. Cool. cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think we're uh, finally at that point where we, uh, act- the actual reason we brought you on. Uh, was about a month ago you flew out from la after uh raising money on like what would like was there a kickstarter or it was gofundme right or something yeah yeah and uh and we i mean like we definitely promoted it uh we were like hey in our our friend polly uh wants to go see weird al get his star on the hollywood walk of fame and and it was just like give her a couple of bucks and and i can't believe how like awesome people were and they gave you money uh and 
And you made it out there. You literally went in for like, what, uh, 24 hours or something? <laughs> like you flew in? I was, I was on the ground in L.A. for 37 hours. Oh, okay. So so almost <laughs> twice what I said uh, or 50% more. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm still pinching myself. That's so it's, awesome. It's nuts. Like I, they, so they... So they announced it was it was Monday, right? Because these dates are you know embedded into my brain. So totally. Uh, so on Monday, August the thirteenth, they announced that uh, uh, Weird Al was finally going to get his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And so obviously, like people are sending me all these messages, right? Because it's Star Trek and Weird Al, right? That's I mean, there's so much more <laughs> in my life, but these are two of the prominent things, and. So I'm getting like text messages and like Facebook messages and people and they're posting on my wall and they're like, Oh my God, Polly, did you hear? It's so, it's so sweet because it's like, you know, your friends are thinking about you and they know how important it is to you Yeah. and they, they want to share this joy. And that's what I really love. And it's the same thing. It's like, because I belong to like, you know, we belong to the same like weird owl, you know, groups and I've got like, you know, exponential higher number for the Star Trek side of things. And so it's like, I hear of all these things beforehand and then people are like, oh my God, there's this. And I'm like, I don't want to say, yeah, I knew a week ago, but (laughs) it wasn't published, but yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, I know. Right. Like it's, it's really sweet because it's like I said, they just want to, they know how happy it makes you and they just want to share your joy. Oh, it's so lovely. So yeah. So then, so the, so on, on Monday, August the 13th, they announced that two weeks later on the 27th, of course, that- like how much campaigning did Weird Al have to do for that? Or like, like he I, didn't though. Did he, it was just completely random because I, I- it's well, he, cause he, cause this was all, um, money raised by fans. Yeah. Yeah. No, I understand that. No, I'm saying yeah. the 20 uh, to get the 27th, you know what I mean? Like, right. but I don't, I think that was, um, uh, oh yeah. I don't know if they, like they, they got a hold of him and then he mentioned the 27th. I mean, may I'm guessing, um, I'm guessing as part of, I mean, I shouldn't, uh, it's, it's the, these lovely people, Dave Rossi and Vicki DeVries are the people who um, were in charge of the weird Al star fund. Yes. And, I'm I'm guessing maybe in the, I should have asked them, but I'm guessing in their proposals they maybe said and you know we would love you know because they kept submitting it for like almost 15 years. Yeah, no, I know, I know, I know. I, and so I'm I'm thinking they might have put oh if it happens on the 27th of a month it would be great, but I don't. Uh, yeah, I, I just imagine I just imagine him and like Lin Manuel got the 27th and he goes hey hey Lin. Um, you want to swap with me? And Lynn yeah. goes, well, yeah, of course you've got to be on the 27th. So like, like I feel like there, I, cause I, that's what I hope. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like somebody was like, or, or even better if Lynn came to Al and was like, Hey dude, I have the 27th. So, uh, you should totally take my spot. <laughs> Not that I know how any of that works. So I don't even know if you could do that, but it totally feels like something that should have happened. And it's so kismity that it did. If there was no backstage or, or, or like, or like an intern for the, for the, uh, the city of uh, Hollywood or something goes, 
oh and is like writing the list up and it's just randomly assigning things like going through and then he's like weird al and he's like the 27th is one of them so he like erases somebody's name and puts alan and then puts that person on the next day kind of you know like that oh i would love to know if any of that happened but then of course maybe none of it did and it's all just so much better in our minds you never know So yeah, so I so I um, so I post um, like I share even though it's like people are posting in my wall. I share a post and I said, "Oh my God, this is incredible!" Uh, and then I said, "Who wants to be my benefactor and uh, and fly me and pay for a ticket to fly to L.A. so I could be there um, to see my lifelong muse?" Right? Because it's been like uh, thirty three years. Yeah. Um, so, uh, since he came into my life and so my friends, I'm totally calling her out. My friend, Dina flowers. I met her in Orlando. She yep. was in Shakespeare's Ghostbusters, as you know, I know, I know it was a great Shakespeare's Love Ghostbusters was her. amazing. And, and she's such a great, awesome giving person that like, of course yes. she told you to do this. You know what I mean? <laughs> because, cause, cause she does crazy things like this too. And you're always like, that's insane. And yeah. I adore her. So she messages me and then she said, you need to do a GoFundMe campaign and raise the money. And I said, you're nuts. You, you've lost your mind. I can't do that. It's like, I'd feel so selfish. Like what's wrong with you? And she kept, she kept messaging me. <laughs> she sent me messages like, cause this was at like three o'clock or no, actually like, in the, so like around two o'clock in the afternoon and then <laughs> so I posted that around three she messaged me right through the night and said you have to do this you have to do this no seriously trust me people will give you money and you're gonna go and I'm like I swear to god Dina you've like lost your mind <laughs> so, and, so I so I went to sleep and when I woke up and I'm like should I do this and so I did I put it together and I put uh but I thought it's just it's just so weird. So I'm glad that I took the time to sleep on it because I thought, all right. So I, I put it up and I the picture that I put was from when I met him after his show in March. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's just so sweet. And then I basically uh, just listed out. Um, I said that I uh, I did my first one woman show um, at the age of 43, which was Weird Al saved my life. And then I just went into saying, you know, how I uh, I was basically living with trauma and depression. And it was basically hearing Weird Al's music that helped pull me out of it and would get me through the day. Then I said, it's like 30 years, uh, 30 years later, I finally saw him in concert. Um, I got to meet him afterwards and had him sign. Like I said, on one of the other episodes I was on with you guys, he signed my poster. Yeah. Uh, which was uh, so crazy. And uh, so when I put it down in front of him, because uh, I said this before, he was just like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And it's like, keep going, Polly, keep going. So I mentioned this in my blurb for the, the GoFundMe thing. And then I said, so uh, basically, I'm listening to what Weird Al said. And I would love to actually be able to fly to L.A. to actually see him get his his star and the whole ceremony and i said if you did contribute um it wouldn't just be like money to pay for the flight like i would consider it an early investment and sponsorship into the one woman show i'm going to create about the entire experience if i raise the money 
So um, I, since I was going to Hollywood, uh, the show was going to call Pollywood. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. And uh, and so I just I put that all out, and then I posted it, and then I like I shared it on <laughs> Facebook and Twitter, and uh, that was on the Tuesday afternoon. So announcements made on Monday. Tuesday, I put up my GoFundMe page. By Thursday, I surpassed my $1,000 goal, and I've raised almost $1,400. Wow. And I was like, oh, my God. So then so then Friday, I booked the flights and uh, a motel room. And then uh, Saturday, I was like, what have I done? And my hubby is like, um, what's going on? Because <laughs> I didn't really talk to him about it. It was really bad. Like, I've been going off and doing my shows in these other towns. And, you know, you know, bless his heart. He's 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 very supportive about what I do. And he, he celebrates my weirdness. And he, he pushes me to keep pushing myself, um, which is so lovely. I mean, we've been together 11 years. And he's still, he, he's amazing. And so... <laughs> So I basically like arranged all of this and, and then he, and he's like, are you, uh, are you really doing this? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I am. And he's like, well, I can't stop you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but then, uh, yeah. So then the, the Sunday, like this is all like happening so quickly. And then on the Sunday I was like, I'm really, really happy. Like this has made me insanely happy and I've actually been so um, unhappy at my 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 job for like almost seven years, and I'm just it's constant stress, and I've just I haven't been myself in years, and so uh, Monday I gave my notice at oh, my job. Oh wow! Okay, so that was connected to this too. Yeah. So it was the the fact that all of this had happened, and I was just like, this is like nuts. So I yeah. So I basically quit my job um with all of this happening at the same time like i give a month's notice right i'm not you know i'm not a horrible person but yeah. i've like gave enough time but i quit my like yeah so this all happened and then i gave notice at my job and then uh and then like days later uh first thing in the morning on sunday the august 26 i like i'm at toronto pearson airport at 4 30 in the morning ready to board a flight to LA <laughs> and yeah. And then I, and I got to LA and I'm like, what is going on? This is nuts. And I, I got the shuttle bus to, um, from the airport to obviously, you know, like, uh, downtown yeah. and, yeah. uh, we're like, we're, I guess we're getting close. And then all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, I wonder if I can see the, the Hollywood sign. I'm like, and it's going to be so cool to see the Hollywood sign. Um, and then at one point the bus was turning down one of the roads and we're, we're not near our, like the downtown stop yet, but I, I see it out the window and all the way up on the hills and it hit me so hard and I'm, oh my God, I'm probably going to cry again. Uh-huh. So it hit me really hard and I'm looking at it and then all of a sudden like we're behind a building again and I was like, oh my God, wait, what? And then we pull around to another corner, come around again and then I see it another time and I'm actually looking at it for quite a while before we do another turn and it goes out of sight. But I, it like, it just like hit me so hard again. And I started crying um, <laughs> in my seat on the bus. 
And it like hit me. It thought like all of these, there's so many people that like pack their bags and head to Hollywood, like to, to become an actor or hope they make it. It's like going to, to New York. It's just like, this is, uh, the place where people think their dreams are going to come true yeah. and they, they drop everything and, and then, you know, hope for the best. And I, I, I literally just had like an un, like just an insane number of people donate money so that I could live my dream. Like, cause they knew how important it was and how much Al like weird Al had helped me um, over the years and helped me basically like become the person that I am today. And they were like, we want, you have to be there. You have to be there. And like so many people even just did like small donations and it all added up. So all of these people just showed me so much love and support so that I could be there for this. And so I was literally there, uh, fulfilling a dream of mine because of the love and support of so many people and to feel that and see the Hollywood sign it was so overwhelming and I just I I couldn't believe I'm like am I really here like it's it's nuts and it was it was just so lovely and then I get off the bus and the Capitol Records building is right there (laughs) and and then I can still see the Hollywood sign and I'm like what's going on (laughs) like how am I here? And then I thought, okay, well, I want it because I thought I'm gonna, I'm still too early with the time difference. Um, I still had like four hours before I could check into my motel. And I thought, okay, I'll, I'll walk around and I'll get some lunch. But I got to the corner um, of Hollywood and I can't remember what, whatever the, the Capitol Records um, uh, street is. And I look and I see um, the Pantages Theater. It's one of the old like uh, theater theaters. And I see uh, the huge banners and the marquee for Waitress, the musical. Okay. And I was like, oh my God. So I walk over there and it's uh, it's the last day uh, that is playing there. And I was I was a waitress for like like a quarter of a century. Like that's that's my life. And the film, um, the film that the musical was based on was by um, Adrian Shelley, who I love as an actress. She was in a lot of Hal Hartley's films, the indie, like a big indie director from the 90s. Okay. And um, I related a lot to the story of Waitress because she was in um, uh, this abusive marriage and uh, she didn't like she, she didn't have much self-worth and she finally found her strength and got out of the marriage. And so it's something that I really related to. And I'd never seen the musical. I hadn't been able to see it in New York or in Toronto. And now here I am. I've just gotten off the bus. (laughs) I've just been, like, I just landed in LA. This is staring me in the face. So I go and I buy, um, I buy a ticket to the, to the closing night performance. And I'm like, this, this is, this is all, this isn't all coincidence. This is happening for a reason. And so uh, so I bought my ticket and then walked all the way along um, Hollywood Boulevard and grabbed some lunch and then uh, saw where the star was going to be because they had like pylons around it. It's not, It was just pylons. It's not like there were security guards or anything. <laughs> just like some like a blanket and some, <laughs> some red tape and some pylons. And one guy who was already sitting there to be first in line 
on the ground and I was just like wow like this is very and I'm still like am I am I really here and because I was only there for like 37 hours it really felt like I did dream it okay I, was, okay. I wasn't I wasn't there that long so I went to um I finally got to my uh motel and I wait, <laughs> wait, was wait. Like, wait go back did you talk to the guy who was in line already I did I did I was like oh my god hey I'm gonna be here tomorrow as well and he goes oh cool so we talked for a few minutes and I go, wow, you're really early. And he goes, yeah. And I was like, cool, man. I'm like, can I get you anything? Because I thought he's going to be sitting here. Yeah. Hopefully he's got friends that are going to come so he can actually, you know, go to the washroom and like get some food and that. But I said, like, do you need anything right now? And he goes, oh, I'm okay. Thanks. And I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> That's awesome. But he, yeah. So, but apparently I found out later um, that uh, Weird Al was driving by um uh like a bunch of them were driving by late that night just to drive by the spot and uh saw that this guy had been there the whole time and he got out of the car and just went and shook his hand he's like oh my god thanks man and then just went right back into the car oh that's awesome isn't it <laughs> that's so awesome so then I went to my motel and it was like this I just got it because it was a seven minute walk from the where the ceremony was going to be <laughs> Makes like, sense. I'm, just, I'm like, David Lynch could film a movie here. <laughs> awesome. It was so, it was a very LA experience. I'll yep. just say that. Yep. It was um, very seedy and questionable. And um, when it comes to the point of talking about it in my show, I've realized there's no real way to properly describe it except through song and puppets. Oh, gosh. I, I want to see this show. This sounds awesome. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I just, uh, so I, I really just kind of walked around uh, for a bit that first day and then caught the musical, which was so great. And the, the energy in the building, because it was the last night, was, it was amazing. And the, the, all the actors on the stage were giving it like a thousand percent not that they didn't you know um but they were giving a little bit more and you could see like some of them would like were laughing a bit more or trying like a different line or something it was it was so great i was so happy to be there for like that this had like all lined up and i was there for the last show oh i should say um um with all of the 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 sponsors that donated money in the show i'm gonna have i'm gonna be like um thanking them because they, they're part of the show. I mean, they're, they're, the show exists because I was there. So yeah. I'm going to be thanking everybody. It's just like, oh, and this uh, $25 donation is a, uh, went towards blah, blah, blah. And I mean, a huge chunk of it is going to be for the flight, but I decided that it's going to be like, oh, as I was flying uh, from Chicago to blah, 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 that was sponsored by <laughs> so-and-so. So that each person has like, you, you know. Yeah, that's it's cool. Because it's going to be like, like, 20 people that contributed to the flight, but it's going to be, well, for these, uh, you know, 500 kilometers that was sponsored by blah, blah. So, um, I want everybody to feel special, but, um, uh, for the, the ticket for waitress that was, um, that's sponsored by my lovely friends, Tim Mooney. So I want Aww. to give him a shout out because it was so important to me. And, um, I met Tim in Orlando and he's become a really dear friend. And so, um, it was important that that's that's the part that he sponsored. And then Dina, uh, her her sponsorship money went for um, uh, lovely loose sparkly sandals for me Ooh. to wear. 
as I was in Hollywood. So yeah, specific things for specific important people. I'm sure she'll like that. Yeah. So then I, I finished the, the show and I went back to um, my motel and then got up really early uh, to go and line up. And then this is uh, where you come in, Charlie. Uh-oh. Because when I had posted the GoFundMe page, uh, you were so sweet. You messaged me and said, you need to get a hold of uh, the woman who was in charge of the, the Weird Al Star Fund. And then I also said, you're nuts, Charlie. What the <laughs> hell? He's like, no, 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 no. You have to message her. So I listened to you, and I found her email, and I sent it to her, and I said, hi, my name is Polly. And then went, blah, basically saying my life story, like everything I've just listed on this episode. And um, she said, she wrote back pretty much right away and said, oh, my God, Polly, this is a lovely story. You've touched my heart. Tell you what. Uh, why don't you join us with the the contributors of the fund in the line in the VIP line with us? Oh, that's awesome! And then uh, I'll put your name on the attendee list for the post ceremony party that Weird Al's manager is throwing for us. Ooh! And I was like, what? <laughs> so, so you you had a huge role in this as well, Charlie. You get a shout out. You and yes. Steve in the podcast. Uh, Is he still in the bathroom? Jeez, Steve, you're missing a great story. <laughs> Seriously, where is he? I don't know like, what I that realize is. I've been going on and I've just been talking to you. Oh my God, did he fall? I don't like, know. I, 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 did he hit his head? I don't know. Um, oh my God. We'll, we'll, okay. we'll find out after the story's done. I'll, I'll go oh find him my. after we're done with the podcast. Ugh. Because when I was in Denver, I went to uh, Casa Bonita, just like he did. Oh, yeah. He would love that story. Steve. <sighs> uh, you, you're, you uh, whatever, Steve. Uh, I'm done. We, we talked so, about, we've talked about a Weezer video and he didn't even come out of the bathroom. So seriously? something's going on. Something's going on. Maybe he didn't eat something <laughs> right. Maybe he had he one might... of those uh, tweaky wieners <laughs> last night. You might, maybe he's got one stuck in his throat. He's like on the ground i don't know you're more important than steve is keep going keep going so so basically i um i didn't need to line up like that guy to secure a spot at the front so i basically um met everybody in line around eight o'clock and i met uh dave rossi and trista devries and uh, i hope i'm pronouncing devries correctly if it's devries i apologize um and um and i'm hanging out with all these other VIP, like just people who contributed to the Weird Al Star Fund, and it was just so nice. And I had made a sign. Um, I basically had written it, and I said, um, "Oh my gosh, I should have the sign." Um, I flew down from Toronto, Canada, yesterday for this. Uh, and I basically just listed saying that, you know, I raised uh, friends and family, like, uh, supported me through a GoFundMe campaign, and that's why I'm here. So I had this sign, and people are taking photos. And then um, about an hour before the ceremony, they moved us over to uh, the area right beside, like, right behind the all the seats all right. where he's going to be sitting in that. And uh, so we're sitting there, or we're standing there, and they're blasting all of his songs through the speakers. Oh, so good, we're just like good. singing and dancing away. And then uh, across the street. Okay, like, wait, 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 real quick. 
mostly his parodies or did they mix them up with some of the originals? Everything. Okay. Anything, any deep cuts? Well, I, I don't, I, I don't know. Everything that's was okay. such a blur. No, it's we okay. Singing, it's okay. I'm we just, were singing everything. I'm just asking. I'm just asking what I think the fans would ask. You know, did did they that's play true. Nature oh. Trail from Hell? Did they, uh, you know, a little Steve would want to know. Did they play Got a Boogie? I don't remember. That's okay. It's okay. I, because we we'd hear the one we'd hear one song, you know, like uh, smells like Nirvana, and then we're jumping up and down. And like, woo, and all this stuff. And then you get into a conversation again. And so, uh, like, there were some songs. So I'm like, oh, cool. And you're kind of singing away. And then you'll get it. You get into, like, a conversation with somebody. And then you'll just start singing the chorus. And then, so there was there was so much going on. And then people are, like, doing live Facebook videos and just recording. And so I remember some of the songs, but not all. Because no, I, was okay. much, I was pretty much, like, on cloud nine not understanding what was happening. <laughs> no, I, I just go with the flow. That's awesome. Oh okay. my god! All right, so, so then, yeah. So then they, so then eventually they, 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 he shows up, and then the seats start to fill, and they had brought some of the the people um, who had lined up early, like behind us. So we're all just like there, and I'm right beside all of the uh, the. The, the the TV cameras and the photographers and that, but I'm right at the front of the um, the, the gate, and so a lot of them are taking um, photos and that of my sign, uh, which was so nice. And then and then and then all of a sudden you see Weird Al and people are screaming, <laughs> and was, you're waving, and then it was it was so crazy. And then they do the uh, the introduction, and then um, they brought up um, uh, Tom Lennon. Yep to to uh, well they had weird al come up and he's standing there and then tom lennon went up and he was reading a speech and it was so sweet and they and then he he said he was you know like you do you find yourself right when staples opens at like 11 a.m on a sunday because you desperately need something and he said he was in there and he looks over and he sees weird al standing there and he's like oh my god that's weird al yankovic and he didn't know him at this time and he's like this was a few years ago and he's like should I go over there? Like, this is very weird. And so he went over and he introduced himself and he goes, so the both of us are in a Staples on a Sunday morning, right when it opened. I'm figuring we really have to be best friends now. <laughs> and, then, and then Weird Al said, yeah, it seems like that. And then they just shook hands and then that was it. And they've been like really good friends ever since. <laughs> awesome. Like, that's how you do it. So then he finished his speech and then, uh, and then they brought up Dr. Demento. Oh my nice. God, for his speech. And I'm like, I knew. I mean, I obviously knew he was going to be there, and I was like, obviously excited. But it wasn't until I saw him in his tux and the top hat, and it was like, I can't believe it's because of like finding the Dr. Demento show that I found Weird Al. Oh wow. So, okay. So yeah. it's like, oh my God. So then, and then Al says his speech and it's incredible and we're all like crying and cheering. And then, then it it had finished and we're all there. And then other photographers kept coming up to take a picture of my sign. And this one guy who was really nice ended up going and getting Dr. Demento to bring him over to meet me. Aww. I know. That's and awesome. So, and 
so I was like, what? And so I, and I said, and I got to tell him, I'm like, I, it's because I discovered your show because I had my transistor radio in my pillowcase, like, cause I had insomnia because of all the stuff that I went through as a teen and I'm listening to the radio. It's how I discovered your show and how I discovered Weird Al and you guys really helped me um get through those awful years and you still help me today and so he was so touched by that and he was just holding my hand and he's like that means so much to me thank you and i'm like i can't believe this that's awesome <laughs> so so that finishes and then we're like okay now we're we're all wrapped up and we're all gonna head to the after party and we're figuring out. So the after party was being held at the Viper Room. Ooh, ooh that's like LA for you. Infamous. I'm like, are you kidding me? This doesn't make any sense. Like, what? What? What's going on? So, uh, some people were driving and that, but there was a chunk of us that decided to take the the bus. So we were going to go on the bus down Sunset Boulevard uh, and sing. Another one rides the bus <laughs> on the bus. But people got too nervous, and we didn't. But there was, like, a bunch of us, and we got on, and we were talking away. But as we exited the bus, we were singing it. Oh, there you go. There you go. So there was that. And then you get off the bus, and it, we're literally right at Whiskey-A-Go-Go. Okay. And I was like, this is crazy. So then we crossed the street, and we were – I'm outside the Viper Room. And then this – I'm like, what? So we go in, because we've all got wristbands, and we head in, and it's – I didn't expect it to be so tiny. Like, I thought it was going to be a big club. And I'm like, it's like the size of my living room. Oh, wow. I like drove this... past it, but I never actually, we never went in. Yeah. It's like, it's the size of my living room. I've got a kind of a decent size living room, but it's basically my living room. And you got the bar along one side. And they had this um, taco buffet set up for us. Ooh, tacos. And I'm like, I'm, I'm living the life. This <laughs> is, so a bunch of us were there early. So we got a booth. And then we lined up for the food and we're just sitting there and I'm like, I, this is, I can't believe any of this has, is like happening. Like it's, it's still insane for me to think because now we're, this is like Monday, right? I had, I had made it through the night at the motel, thank goodness, and <laughs> gone to the ceremony in the morning. The ceremony started at 1130. Now it's like, uh, like one o'clock I'm in the Viper room on a Monday at one o'clock in the afternoon. And it's like, still the light is like dimly lit. You, you know, that used to be a sign that your life wasn't going well. <laughs> I'm eating tacos <laughs> with all these other people who have come from, I didn't meet anybody else from Canada, but it was people from all over the United States and three separate people had flown in from Australia. Wow. Yeah, just for the ceremony. That's nuts. Like, it's not like they turned it into a whole trip. They like three different people from Australia who didn't know each other, like all came for the ceremony, and then we're heading back the next day. And my flight was at um, eleven thirty that night, so I had to be at the airport at like eight. So it's like literally, I still I had like uh, my my backpack and my my other bag with me. So that's like. I'm carrying it with me. So I'm like, literally like, okay, I arrived yesterday. I saw Waitress and Musical. I woke up. I saw the ceremony. I'm eating tacos. We're going to see if Weird Al comes to the party. And then I got to go get the shuttle bus to the airport. Oh man, that's crazy. Like it's super fast. But it was like, it was so nice to be able to like, 
uh, talk and meet other people that I hadn't met in line um, in the Viper in the Viper room. And then I actually, because the Viper room's closing, and I don't know when it's closing, but I uh, my hubby's like, get me all I want is a T-shirt from the Viper room. Just get me some merch. Yeah. And I bought I bought the very last T-shirt they had. Oh, nice. And it was it was double XL. Like he takes between uh, large and extra large, um, but it was double XL. And I'm like, well, he's just gonna have to live with this because this is the very last T-shirt from the Viper room. Oh wow, so, that's crazy. <laughs> I know. So I had that, and then uh, we're all talking away, and then um, all of a sudden, uh, Steve shows up. Not 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 your Steve, but Steve J. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's you know his the the his other side project. So he goes on the stage and then they start performing. I think it was like seven songs. Oh, that's awesome. That's yeah. like, that's just, oh, that's just that much more that's awesome. Stuff. Yeah. So it was fantastic. Uh, and, Do- and Dr. Demento showed up to introduce him. Oh, that's so perfect. Now, so now he's, we left our booth cause we're standing. And so he's sitting in front, like my, because they had the, uh, I could put my backpack above a little bit where like where it indented into the wall. So basically, Doctor Demento is like sitting, and he's like leaning against my backpack. <laughs> and and then Jay Levy came, Weird Al's manager. So they're all sitting at the booth that we were at. And uh, between like when one of the songs was on, I went over and I thought, oh, I just have to like I I have to go and say hi to Jay. And also to say, oh, this is my stuff, by the way, <laughs> in case you're wondering whose bag this is. And I had my sign up as well. So I went over and I just kind of introduced myself to Jay and kind of told him, you know, like the shortened bullet point version of, you know, hey, this is how I came to be here and blah, blah, blah. And just thank you so much for throwing this party for everybody. So he was holding my, he took my hand as I started saying all this stuff. So he's taking my left hand and he's talking and he goes, this is so wonderful. I'm so very glad you came over to tell me. And then I keep talking. And then all of a sudden, Dr. Demento is like, oh, my God, the sign, the sign. Where's the sign? And he's looking all over. And I'm like, this is, like am I in a movie or something? This is crazy. So he grabs it. He sees it behind him beside my knapsack. And then like he, he takes it and he shows Jay the sign and he's reading it. So then Dr. Demento is basically propping up my sign with his right hand, then with his left hand holds my other hand. So I'm basically holding Jay Levy's hand and Dr. Demento's hand as Dr. Demento is presenting my sign to Weird Al's manager. And then it's this total love fest. And I'm like, I'm if I basically had a heart attack and died right now, Aww. I was so happy. Like this is, I'm, and I'm start crying again. And then Jay's like, Thank you. It really means a lot that you're here and that these guys mean something to you. And it's just, it's, I'm so happy that you were able to be a part of this day for, for Al and for all of us. It's a really special day and it means that much more that you are a part of it. And I was like, Oh my God, (laughs) it was crazy. And so then we talked for a few more minutes and then, um, and then they, they brought them food. And so I let them, you know, be alone and then uh, Steve and the guys finished playing. So we're all just standing around. And now it's like 4.30. And they said, oh, we were only supposed to be there from 1 to 4. Oh, so now wow. it's like, yeah. So now it's like past the time. And then uh, and then all of a sudden, 
who shows up but Weird Al. And people are like, oh, my God. But everybody was, like, super excited but really respectful. Like, everybody kind of just, like, organically formed this line to, to meet him. Okay. And he was so nice. And he came in. And then as I was getting closer, I'm like, oh, my God. And then I was like, oh, my God. And people are like, where's your sign? Where's your sign, Polly? And I was like, ah. So I had to go over. And I, I'm like, oh, my God. Hey, Dr. Demento, can you pass me my sign? He's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, he, <laughs> so he gives it to me. And then I'm standing in line again. And then it's just like I'm watching all these people go up. And, and you know, I can't hear because they're, they're playing music. And I can't hear what they're saying. But, you know, you're talking to everybody around you. And um, just watching as he's talking to everybody. And then I'm getting closer. And I'm like, I'm going to start crying. This is, like, crazy. And then so I start crying a little bit because I can't believe I'm there. And then I get to the front, and I was like, hey. And then he just gives me this, like like he did in Toronto. He gives me this big hug. And I'm like, oh, my God. And then I said, hey. And I said, we met in Toronto in March. And he was like, I remember you. Aww. And I was like, oh, my God. So we're talking away. And then he's like, yeah. He's like, the sign. I've been hearing about the sign. And then he's looking at it, and he goes, that's incredible. He's like, I am so, oh, my God, I'm going to cry again. He's like, I'm so happy for you. He goes, I'm so excited. He goes, I can't wait for, like, for this show to happen. Like, this is so great. I'm so happy for you, Polly. I'm like, I'm, I'm excited for this, that you're going to be doing this show. And I was like, oh, my God. That's awesome. And we, get the, we get the picture, and I'll, I'll post it so you guys can, like, post it on the, on the page. And I'm, well, just just see. comment when we put the episode up, just comment on yeah. the, the post with some pictures oh. of this and Dr. Demento. And yeah, that'd be cool. So you can see that I've already been crying. Yeah. <laughs> in photo. And then, yeah, so we pose and then, uh, and then he gives me another huge hug and then he's like, Oh my God. And then I said, yeah. And I'm literally like, I'm, I'm on a flight back in a few hours. And he's just like, Oh my God. It was so good to see you again, Polly. And then gives me another hug. And then, and then I go. And then I basically, I like turned and I started sobbing. And the person who had met him in front of me was still standing there crying. Oh man! <laughs> so, so it's basically, it's like you know, um, when uh, it's like after if you if you spell a word incorrectly, you know, the scripts Howard Spelling Bee, yeah. and they take kids to like the comfort room it was basically <laughs> like you were there to support the person who had just spoken to him because <laughs> it wasn't just like seeing him at the end of a concert it's like we had all traveled there from all over and so this was so important so you're it was basically okay i was being comforted okay who who is after me i have to make sure i have to give a hug to that person yeah yeah like, exactly a total support team and then after like about 15 minutes later i went and i sat uh, I sat on the stage of the Viper Room and just looked around at, like, everything. Oh, my God, I'm crying. And I just, like, had this big cry, and I was just like, I've literally just lived. I've literally just, like, had a dream uh, come to life yeah. out of nowhere. Like, you know, oh, wouldn't it be great to be in L.A.? And then I was in L.A., and it was like, and I got to speak to the guy um, whose show I discovered to discover Weird Al. I got to tell him thank you. It meant something to him. I got to meet Weird Al's manager and thank him and thank him for UHF. And 
then got to see my hero again and he was so happy like that I was there and that he got to see me again and I'm like sitting there and in the viper room <laughs> and just I'm not even freaky I just had this like sense of peace and happiness come over me and I'm like this is crazy and I I'm gonna appreciate this minute right now even more just to go okay like dreams do come true and mine just did like I need to carry this magic with me I can't lose this feeling so then I hung out for like another hour who, who left- would have thought dreams come true in the viper room that's where that's usually where they go to die you know Uh. yeah Yeah, seriously and and so then i left with um one of the other women um because people were starting to leave because he because weird al left he was only there about an hour and then he left and then i got back on the 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 bus on sunset boulevard with this other woman i met uh and then we actually went back to the the star itself because all of the we'd be able to get close to it now oh okay we can actually get photos with it now because they'll have taken everything down so that people can like use the sidewalk again. So then we went and we took a whole bunch of pictures and I got right down on the ground and I'll post this picture as well. And I've got this, my sign at the bottom and me at the top by the, by the star. And I was like, Oh my God. Uh, and then, and then my friend and I talked for a few more minutes and, um, then I was like, okay, I'm going to, uh, go to the cafe on the end of the block where we were originally met like earlier and I'm going to grab a latte and then I'm going to go to the shuttle bus to the airport. Oh man. <laughs> we said, Oh, actually, so we said goodbye and we hugged and one of the camera crews was actually still there. We were like, Hey guys. And they're like, Hey, Hey. So then I said goodbye to my friend. I said goodbye to the camera crew. I turned around and I almost smacked into Naomi Watts. Oh, wow. The actress. Yeah, with her two sons were on either side of her, but I was, I was like, I was like, oh, I'm so sorry, and then like, oh, holy crap, I almost knocked over Naomi Watts, man. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the only other celebrity that I saw and almost, you know, assaulted. But anyway, so um, yeah, so and then I go and I get my latte. And then I got banana bread and then all of a sudden I'm walking back and I'm like just soak and then walking past the star again and I was just like, okay, awesome. See you soon. And then went <laughs> and then the the Capitol Records building, I hooked a right and waited for the bus and then uh, and then headed back to the airport and flew back home. Wow. And that, and that and that so that entire everything I've described to you is gonna be um Yep, turned into the show Pollywood. That's awesome. That's very oh, cool. My. So you, I basically, I guess I just did the workshop I, version. I, I'm glad we could help you. Uh, if you need me to, <laughs> if you need me to edit any of those parts out so it could be secret for the for the show, let me know. Nah, uh, it's all good. Did did uh, Suzanne come to the? Um... She did. Oh my god! And his daughter. So they were there. She looked, she's gorgeous. She looked stunning. She was in all black and he was in a black suit with a Hawaiian shirt underneath. Oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah. That's, cause that's thought, really cool. Yeah. Cause I thought I called it. I thought, I think it'll be kind of like, uh, but I thought it was just going to be like, you know, suit pants and the Hawaiian shirt. I didn't expect the blazer as well, but it was a, it was really like he had to right? So yeah, it was yeah. really, she was in, 
um, black slacks and this gorgeous black sweater. Um, her hair, she's just lovely, and her hair was immaculate. And then his daughter, and she had this cool uh, knapsack and kind of like a kilt skirt uh, and a t-shirt and, and um, knee-high socks. I feel like I'm like fashion reporter now. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, and so uh, and when he when he was at the end of his speech, when he was thanking them and he goes now to thank like the most important people in my life, you know, and he looks over at them and it's basically, um, they're between where their seat is. I'm kind of like in the line. If he looks up, I'm behind them. Oh, wow. So to see him kind of looking at them, uh, while I'm behind, it was like, Oh my God. <laughs> and then I could see because there's this, there's this amazing new store called line friends and it's all these Japanese characters and like pillows and pencil cases and stuffed animals and all this stuff that where uh, the star is outside of. Okay. And obviously I went shopping there because it's definitely a store that was made for me. <laughs> <laughs> so that made the location even better. So um, I could see the reflections of their faces in the window of line friends as he's talking to them. And yeah, Suzanne was just like, you know, Oh, she's just like so touched. And I was like, oh my God. That's awesome. That's oh, very so cool. lovely. It, it really, so it was a dream come true, but it literally did feel like a dream because I was only there for 37 hours. So I come back home. I'm like, I was just at the airport yesterday. <laughs> like, yeah. I, and I'm terrified of flying. So oh. I like, I get on a plane so that I can go to another city and like actually do things like it's not going to take me 30 hours on a bus or something right like I, I i keep getting on a plane i don't like being on the plane i'm afraid of it but i'm doing it so I, try, I keep facing my fear so that i can go to these destinations and keep pushing myself outside of my comfort zone so basically to be on a plane twice in two days was huge for me it was like you know this is this is like a, another thing that i'm trying to get over and so that was another um, hurdle that, you know, I cleared. It was pretty awesome. That is awesome. That's very cool. <laughs> uh, so definitely when you, when you put the show together and you start performing it, let us know so we can tell people about it. Um, uh, yes. hopefully you'll be back in the Orlando fringe cause it would be great to see you again. Uh, yes, but you have another development on, on, on the future that may, <laughs> may be out today, maybe out in a day or two. Uh, tell, tell everybody about those. Oh my God. Okay. So, um, it's, so basically, yeah, weird, weird Al is a huge part of my life that's helped me get through, um, a, a lot. And Star Trek has also, um, basically Weird Al saved my life and Star Trek has helped me learn how to navigate my way through it okay. is the best way to describe everything. And I have this, um, so Damage Jim, I'm a comedian, not a doctor is basically how I came to watch Star Trek only in 2013. Oh, and I, wow. watched, I, I watched everything in a two year long marathon. Like, like old gen, next gen, everything. So basically I watched, I started with, cause my hubby was like, why we met at a sci-fi convention and you've never watched next gen. Like <laughs> what the hell? And yeah, I was yeah. like, I, and he finally convinced me, but I said, if we're going to watch it, we have to watch everything. So we started wow. with next generation. Yeah, we started with next generation, went uh next gen, Deep Space Nine, Voyager to Enterprise, and then back to the original series and then the animated series. 
The animated? Then, you watched the he, animated series? I watched the animated, yes. And then uh, rewatched all the movies. And then 10 days later, we're in Vegas for the biggest Star Trek convention in the world. Oh, that's awesome. Well, th- okay, so, so th- that makes sense. You were doing it for like, you had a goal, like you had an end date that you had to finish by. Well, we were just watching it, like, we binged it. We just watched it straight until we finished it, and it happened to take two years. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so it's, so these, these, it's really interesting that um, all of these things have just, they just kind of happened to me. (laughs) So, like, everything you've heard about Weird Al, and now, like, I go, I watch Star Trek, and then all of a sudden we're at this convention in Las Vegas. And this has all happened in my, my, mid 40s like i've never had this happen like my whole life it's just i hit i hit my mid 40s and perimenopause and all of a sudden i'm on this wild adventure that's awesome so it's so i yeah so i i have no idea what the next day holds for me but it's definitely exciting so we went to las vegas and um I basically, uh, uh, something happens in Las Vegas, you'll have to see the show to find out, that basically changes the trajectory of my life. It's a huge occurrence. Um, But the show, I talk about it in the show. So the show is basically watching, um, talking about my life, and I go into how I was in an abusive marriage, and I became an alcoholic in that marriage. Um, I'm now sober and actually last week was 11 years of sobriety for me. That's awesome. Yay. Uh, so the show is about how, uh, Star Trek has actually helped me in my journey as a recovering alcoholic, um, because of something that happened in Vegas. So I've been, there's a, there's a Star Trek podcast network. Yes, there is, guys. Uh, it's called the Tricorder Transmissions, and I've been a guest on a number of their um, podcasts on the network, and I've met so many people through it, and we've become really good friends. And something that I said at the end of one of the podcasts that I was a guest on uh, got the attention of the people who run the network, and they approached me. And we got to talking. So as of uh, this week, so this episode of um we're all yankovics should be airing the same week that um a new, another new podcast is debuting on the tricorder transmissions network it just happens to be created and hosted by me Ooh. and it's called sober trek okay okay so it deals with sobriety and addiction in the star trek universe and how it affects us as viewers and as a community in general that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's really cool. Like that's, that's a yeah. really neat thing. And I, I, I wish you the best of luck with it. And, uh, you gotta, you gotta let us know when it, we definitely, you know, let, let me know. And then I'll post it on the, uh, the Facebook group, uh, the yes. Yankovic's Facebook group. And, uh, yeah, that will be a lot of fun. Uh, that's that's very cool. I hope you enjoy your uh, your new life as a podcaster. Uh, I know I've I've joined you guys in the in the world of podcasting. Yeah. Uh, so that's very cool. Um, I think you also you said something about uh, you're going to be doing. Uh, Damn it, Jim! I'm a comedian, not a doctor. At another convention in the near future. Um, well, I'm actually uh, going to. Um, 
the Northeast Trek Con in Albany, New York, uh, next weekend. So it'll still be next weekend when you hear this episode on Monday. Yeah. Um, I'm not performing there, but I'm going uh, just to a small convention and uh, get the word out for my show and the podcast. Um, but I just found out that I was accepted um, in the lottery to the Rogue Festival in Fresno, California in March. Oh, very cool. Yes, so I'll be doing Damn It Jim there. That's March 1st to March 9th in Fresno. And my plan is to, um, since I'm back in California, I'm going to go zip down to L.A. again and do some, um, take more pictures and videos for Hollywood. But since I'm also in California, I plan to spend a few days in San Francisco uh, obviously, San Francisco and Star Trek, uh, and I'm going to hopefully be able to find a theater to book to do Damn It Jim in San Francisco, which is basically where, like, Federation headquarters is yeah. in Star Trek. That's awesome. So, Just be yeah. aware that California is probably a lot bigger than you think it is. I know. <laughs> so so that that that's a big distance. It's not just, like, popping over to the next town. Um, no, it definitely, no. it surprised me when I was there. I was like, oh, LA, we'll just go to San Francisco. No, that's not something you just do. You know what I mean? Like that's, you need to know about, you need to plan for that. You don't just go, oh, yeah. I want to go there today. Uh, but very cool. Uh, I want to just say uh, thank you so much for coming back on the podcast. Thank uh, you for sharing your story with our fans. Uh, thank the fans for helping you get there. So you have a story to share. It's just it's just a love fest and I just, I appreciate it. And thank you very much. Uh, I'm sure Steve it appreciates it too. And what the hell? Where is he? I don't know, but, but that means I'm going to need you to say goodbye with me. So, uh, that's, uh, people know our details. They can go to the Facebook or the Twitter <laughs> or call us up at the weird line. But, um, but, but yeah, we're just going to say goodbye now. So, uh, thanks everybody for listening and, uh, goodbye. Thank you again. The, the Star Trek community and the Weird Al community are huge, huge love fests. And I'm so very happy to be a part of um, each of them. So that's great. Thank you. <laughs>